this isn't rock bottom for IU basketball, then I don't know what is. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you for making us your first listen, especially on a day like today where it is not fun to think about the IU men's basketball team. The women's basketball team, a lot of fun. We'll talk about them later on in the show. The men's team, like I said, it, it certainly felt like Wednesday was rock bottom this season for IU basketball. We knew it was going to be a tough matchup against Penn State. It was not a tough matchup because Penn State ran the Hoosiers off the floor. 85-66 to 66 is the final, and even that felt generous to the Hoosiers. Penn State, 18 of 31 from the three-point line. They shot 54% from the field. They only shot, or they only made 14 two-pointers. IU only made 26 total shots and only four three-pointers. This was as awful of a game as Indiana has played under Mike Woodson, to be quite honest. It's hard to even really talk, like figure out where to start with this team. To me, the most frustrating thing watching that game is how clear it was that IU was not executing the game plan. We talked about it uh, after the Northwestern game. Trace Jackson Davis himself mentioned it, that they weren't doing things that were on the game plan and it was costing them. It happened again on Wednesday, and Mike Woodson said it this time after the game, quote, there were a couple times we did things that we never talked about during scout or practice. You just shake your head and ask, why did we do that? <sighs> Penn State was a really good three-point shooting team. We said that. They didn't have an inside presence. They didn't really even get to the rim all that much. They did against IU because IU can't defend right now, but they were going to shoot three-pointers. IU acted like they had no idea that was coming. There were a number of times where Tamar Bates would overhelp on a drive and lose his man and give up an open look, where Miller Cop would be caught cheating too far in the middle and a skip pass over the top led to an open three-pointer where any number of guys were digging down to the post where you have Trace and Jordan Geronimo, who played great on Wednesday, perfectly capable of defending the situation, but because guys dug down on them, kick out to an easy three-point look, and then when you give up drives to the rim, it's just drive, kick, and swing pass until you get that open look and... I mean, Penn State picked IU apart. That was embarrassing. I said we were going to go live after the show. I didn't, obviously, because I was so frustrated, like annoyed with with IU that I needed to take some time to get my thoughts together to try to be coherent about this because this is bad. Like This is a step beyond injuries are plaguing this team. And guys are being put into roles they're not familiar with. This is a team that looked like it gave up on Wednesday. That was a team that did not look like it wanted to play basketball. And that's the most concerning thing. The bottom has fallen out of 
this team right now. And I don't know where the end is. Like when you give up on a game in early January, mid January, where do you go from there? Like, that's kind of my biggest question is like, just the way Indiana played on Wednesday, they did not look like a team. How many times did they make just wild passes offensively that made absolutely no sense? Malik Renew tossed a couple into the stands. Jalen Hood Shafino did. And, and it, it's simple things. Like, Indiana can't even do basic things right right now. There are things you can, like, uh, harp on for Mike Woodson. I just feel like we, I, I know there's it's a vocal minority. I feel like there is too much focus on Mike Woodson and not enough on these players just not doing what they've been told to do. And that is my biggest takeaway. There is no shot that Mike Woodson and the coaching staff did not prepare them for a good three-point shooting team against Penn State. I am certain they talked about not overhelping, making your rotations, staying attached to shooters. They did none of that on Wednesday. I don't know. Mike Woodson can't make them do that. And he certainly is telling them to to do all the things I just said. So this is on the players more than anything right now. These guys have not looked anything like a team. There are too many guys out there who don't look like they have a clue what to do, what to expect, anything like that. And again, that's just concerning because this is January. You should have an idea of what to expect in any game and what to expect of the team. And, Indiana has neither of those right now. Um, Woodson also talked about, I mean, if you, you're talking about where do you go from here, he he talked about, quote, our two veterans are sitting there on the side about Xavier and race. They're not coming through the door anytime soon. Our guys are a little down and they should be. We got smacked in the face tonight. We're just not competing right now. And that's on me. He did what a coach should do and took the blame. You do that publicly and behind closed doors, you start, pointing fingers where they deserve to be pointed at. It, it's it's a frustrating time to uh, to be an IU basketball fan because this is a far cry from where IU expected to be. Again, injuries are still the biggest factor, but effort level is not impacted by injuries. The basics are not impacted by injuries. Following a game plan is not impacted by injuries. Those are the things IU is struggling with right now. If IU goes out there and Penn State just knocks down some tough shots, they de- IU defends well, but they just um, – I Penn State just had more talent or something like that. I come back here, I say, look, that's just going to be the learning curve, the growing pains of having a lot of new guys stepping into bigger roles. That ain't what happened. That was – a Penn State team that absolutely whooped them. And it's concerning uh, because the Big Ten isn't a forgiving conference. And this, 
there is no point where this is going to get easier. This is only going to continue to get tougher. And Indiana has got to figure some things out or this is going to get really ugly this season. It's hard to believe we're we're having this discussion at any point in the year, but even in early January at the start of Big Ten play, we're talking about how ugly this could all get. I would hope at some point there'd be a wake-up call or a reality check, but like I said in the preview, if you weren't going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Like, maybe a blowout on the road will do it, but it at this point I'm not relying on it. Like, I'm not counting on it, so... It's a mess right now, and I, I don't really have the answers. I have as much frustration and confusion as anyone. Let's try to talk about some of the players, good and bad, and some of those takeaways from an individual standpoint. Before we jump into that, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, and analysis. I told you guys to take the over. It got a lot closer than I thought it would be. Because IU did not hold up their end of the bargain. They didn't defend. They gave up 85 points like I expected. I thought they would have a little more offense. But I believe the last over-under we saw was 142. And that I, <laughs> the game covered that, but it, it got close. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Whether it's pro football, whether it's college basketball, whether it's the NBA, whether it's soccer betonline.net has it all they're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day make sure you check out the brand new podcast locked on college basketball everything you need to know about college basketball in one place Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. There were some small bright spots on Wednesday. I thought Jordan Geronimo played much, much, much better. Maybe one of his better games for Indiana this season, especially at the beginning. He was fantastic in his first, I think it ended up being an eight-minute stint to start the game. Finished with six points, three of five shooting, six rebounds, a couple of assists, couple of blocks, a steal, had two fouls. He played 23 minutes and was a minus two, which means in the 17 minutes he did not play, IU got outscored by almost 20. So he was a positive impact on the night. It's just he was one of the few guys who was that. Um... This, I mean, we said it could be kind of a get-right game for him and Malik Renew. It wasn't for Malik Renew, who continues to be stuck in some sort of bizarre rut. Jordan Geronimo got right, though. He he had a couple of really nice defensive rotations. He played with the energy level that we come to expect. It led to him getting a couple offensive rebounds, uh, just being active and, and disrupting play. That's what IU needs from him with Race Thompson out. He was one of the guys who, one of the few guys, maybe the only guy who could kind of hold his hands up. And I thought, I think, say it wasn't on me tonight because I thought he played well uh, for pretty much all of this game. He And certainly at the very beginning when not a lot of Hoosiers were. 
Trace, it was a tough night for him. He was being double teamed every time he touched the ball. 14 points on 4 of 10 shooting, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, did have 4 turnovers, blocked a couple shots. That's what these games are going to look like moving forward. You thought it was bad before. These teams are going to sell out to double Trace, and especially as everyone around him continues to look woeful, there's nothing that opponents are going to be worried about. So expect a lot more of teams throwing doubles and triples at Trace in the post and him relying on his teammates to try to make the right play. We saw it a bit last year, but I I think that's really going to be the formula Big Ten teams are going to take at this point is sell out on Trace and try to make Cop, Geronimo, Galloway, Bates, all those other guys beat you. It wasn't even close to happening on Wednesday. None of those guys stepped up. Hood Shafino came back down to earth. 5 of 15 shooting, 11 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, three, uh, 3 fouls. He only had 2 turnovers this time, which... Small positive, but some of his shot selection wasn't great. I didn't think he did a good job of running the offense. I think it's pretty clear, even when he was playing well, he's not the type of playmaker that Xavier Johnson is. Johnson can be kind of that table setter, gets the offense into gear, knows what the team needs, knows how to find open guys, just has a better feel for the offense and getting other guys involved. Jalen has a really good feel for getting himself involved. He can make the open pass, but it's kind of that middle ground, that bridge we're creating for other guys is something he's still working on, which he's a freshman. He's now thrown into a really big role, but I didn't think he played great on Wednesday. His shooting percentage, um, I think, is the biggest reflection of that. He was minus 16 in 33 minutes. Outside of that, pretty much everybody else was bad. Um, Galloway had 10 points, 5 rebounds, a couple of assists, but was a team worst minus 25. There's only so much you can put into plus minus, but it was bad on um it was bad for Galloway on that one. Tamar Bates, eleven points, two rebounds, twenty-three minutes, minus fourteen. He was one of the worst culprits about overhelping, losing his shooter or losing his defender. Happened three separate times. I think they made two of the shots, and that's when I stopped counting. So that's a problem he's had even back to last season, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a good problem to have. He's trying, but he's making the wrong play. He's helping too much, and he's losing sight of his guy. And all it takes is a a little bit of movement off the ball from his player, and you're gonna get an open look. And the hope was his offense would be enough to counteract that. His offense hasn't been good enough since that Kennesaw State game. So you're kind of back into the same situation with Tamar. He's got to be playing really well offensively or really correct some things defensively 
Otherwise, he's not much more than kind of a sixth man scoring option to provide you a little boost offensively, but I I don't know how much you can close games with him when he can just lose his guy at any moment, it seems like. Other than that, I mean, I mentioned Malik struggled. Miller Cop, three shots, one three-pointer. It's got to be more than that. Like, he's got to shoot 40% and take six to eight threes a game. If he's not doing that, then he's a liability and it continue it has showed itself the last three games as well. This team just has a lot of flaws right now and a lot of guys not playing well and the end result is a blowout loss. So more than anything, this team needs to look like a team. Like it looks like a bunch of individuals out there who I'm not, they almost look like they don't even practice together at times. The offense looked a mess. Uh, They were trying to run things, but nothing was going anywhere. And how many shot clock violations did IU have last night? Too many, especially uh, at least one coming out of a timeout. So it, it, it has to be better than that. Everything has to be better than that moving forward. This it this has to be rock bottom. It has to go up from here because if it doesn't, you're going to lose all the momentum built last year if you haven't already. And this is going to get really ugly this season. And so the type of hole that you don't dig out of as a out of, as a program for a while. So things have got to turn around for Indiana. Let's talk about the good IU basketball team. The women's team top ten showdown tonight. I'm tired of being depressed about IU basketball. Let's focus on the women's team. This is going to be a dandy of a game against Maryland. We'll preview that one here in a moment. Before we do that, if you guys are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. I know a lot of people make their New Year's resolution to eat healthier. And if you're looking to do that, Built Bar is the way to go because they are healthy and tasty, something you do not find often. Why? Well, for one, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's There's no catch there. It's just real chocolate. They also come in unbelievable flavors, whether it's churro, whether it's peanut butter brownie, whether it's coconut almond, whether it's my favorite cookies and cream. They have limited time flavors all the time as well. Not sure how they do it, but they taste like candy bars and still um, are healthy for you. And the best part is you don't even have to order them at built.com. You still can. But if you're at Walmart, if you're at Sam's Club, you guys can stop in there, get some built bars as well. Whether it's a four bar box at Walmart, 13 bar box at Sam's Club, whatever it is, make sure you guys go find built bar today. Stock up and let me know what flavor you guys like. Make sure you guys are subscribed to Locked on Hoosiers on YouTube. We will go live tonight after the IU Maryland game. That is my pinky swear. I'm not going to be annoyed at the women's team like I was at the men's team on Wednesday. The the women's team is not going to play anything like the men's team did. Like point blank period. Because the women's team is absolutely rolling. This is their latest biggest test, though. Number six, Indiana, hosting number nine, Maryland, at 6.30 p.m. tonight. It's in Assembly Hall. It's on Big Ten Network. Go to Assembly Hall. 
I went to the women's game. I'm going back um, possibly this weekend, but I'm going back again. It is a lot of fun to watch this women's team in Assembly Hall, and this is going to be as big of a game as they're going to have this season, aside from maybe the Ohio State and Iowa games. Maryland's going to bring it, and it's a, it's a program that was the standard bearer in the Big Ten before last season. IU had not beaten Maryland before last season. They did it in the regular season in Bloomington. They lost in College Park. I believe it was actually the regular season finale. Um, They lost. It was one of the final games of the season as they were struggling down the stretch of the regular season last year. But then they bounced back in the Big Ten tournament and knocked them off. So they took two of three against Maryland last year. This is the first matchup between the two teams this year. Uh, it was the third to last game for the Hoosiers last season. No, it was not. That was a Big Ten tournament. It was the last regular season game. They lost 67-64. The, the, the Terrapins are a team that started a little bit slow, but have turned things around of late. They lost to South Carolina in the second game of the year. They got upset by DePaul. Things were looking a little rocky. They were 4-2, but didn't have some of those convincing wins. Since then, they've beaten Notre Dame. They did get whooped by Nebraska, but they beat an injured UConn team. They've won six straight games heading into this one. It's a team that is led by a familiar name. Diamond Miller is the star of this team. Kind of the the big like holdover left from last year's team. Uh, Angel Reese is gone. Awusu is gone. Diamond Miller is still there, though. 18.7 points, 6.7 rebounds. She had 16 points against IU in that regular season finale that the Terrapins won last season. She's been a stud this year, one of the best players in the Big Ten shooting 45% from the field, 83% from the free throw line. Cheyenne Shellers is one of the other holdovers, started last season, has stepped into a bigger role this season, 14.7 points, 4.6 rebounds, 50% from the field, 37% from the three-point line. Uh, The third leading scorer is a familiar name, but not because of her time at uh, Maryland. Abby Myers might be a name for the astute Indiana women's basketball fan, but from Princeton, the NCAA tournament team the Hoosiers played last season. The guard is averaging 14.6 points, 44.4% from the field, 42.9% from the three-point line on 84 attempts in 16 games. She is hoisting away and is their best shooter over five attempts per game, leads the team in three-point attempts. So that trio is about as good as it is any trio in the Big Ten this season. You have a couple of other role players that uh, are always going to be a problem, but ultimately it's a Maryland team that has gotten some things figured out and is coming in rolling in this one. They've slowly climbed back up the standings and gotten back among kind of the top contenders in the Big Ten. This is going to be a four-horse race for the Big Ten title. It's going to be Iowa. It's going to be IU. It's going to be Maryland. It's going to be Ohio State. 
Maryland can't afford many more losses in the Big Ten. One loss is already tough. You lose this one to Indiana, it's not game over by any means, but not only falling behind in the Big Ten title race, but dropping a game against a team that you could very much finish tied on record with. It's a big game for both sides. I mean, all this applies to Indiana too. They're both four and one. Both teams are four and one coming into this. Iowa is five and one. Ohio State has not lost a conference game. They have not played any of the big dogs. This is the first big matchup between those top four teams. IU, Maryland, Iowa, and Ohio State. This is the first domino to fall in that regard. So within the conference, this is a chance to make a statement for the Hoosiers. Pack Assembly Hall. That is my response. To all of that, this is as big of a game as the Hoosiers are going to have. Pack Assembly Hall. Make this a home environment that is rowdy. All that frustration you have with the men's team, I keep saying this. This women's team is everything the men's team isn't. Pack Assembly Hall. Cheer on this team. It will be a lot of fun. You will not regret it. And make this a real home environment because this would be a big win if the Hoosiers come away with this one. One more time, we'll be live after the game tonight. I would imagine around 8, 8.30 is when the game is going to wrap up. So be sure you guys are following us on Twitter, subscribed on YouTube. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back with you tomorrow to recap that game or tonight if you follow on YouTube. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring everything you guys need to know on and off the court plus hear from big name experts coaches and players throughout the college basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube or wherever you get podcasts subscribe if you guys have not already leave a rating and a review that also helps us out immensely most importantly though guys everyone have a great thursday let's go hoosiers as always leo